Hejsan hej and welcome back to a Swedish fika. This is the start of season 4 where I will have a slightly different change of content. This season I will try to do more of comparisons between Sweden and the US. In each episode I will look at one specific area or topic like culture, business, schools and so forth and compare the two countries based on both my personal experience, information found on the internet and hopefully some interviews with people that have opinions. Today's episode will be just a very short introduction. It's time for a Swedish Viga with some Swedish fun facts with your host, Pixel Pia. Online, during my vacation, I found a very interesting article. It's on businessinsider.com, written by Ariel Kramer. And it is from July 30th, 2019. And the title of the article is, I'm an American who lived in Sweden for five years. Here are the biggest cultural differences between the two countries. And this caught my eyes and is mainly the reason behind why I want to do more comparison this season. And I thought as an introduction I could go over this article. I will have it linked in the show notes and give my point of view on the things she discussed. As an introduction, she says, I'm an American who lived in Sweden for five years. During my time there, I noticed several cultural differences between the US and Sweden when it comes to work culture, family dynamics and other areas. Here are 10 of the biggest cultural differences I observed between the US and Sweden. And then she talks about how she moved to Sweden and how she, after she moved back to the United States, how she now sees some cultural differences, even though she says that US and Sweden are similar in many. So let's see. The first point she discusses is there is less hierarchy in Sweden than there is in the U.S. And I will not read all of this. You can read the article yourself if you were are interested. But she says, I was pleasantly surprised when I discovered the lack of hierarchy in the Swedish work culture compared to the previous experiences in the U.S., In many companies, you can find a CEO and other management sitting in a communal area with the rest of the staff. And this is something that I grew up and worked for half of my working life in Sweden. Had a very hard time adjust to when I moved to the U.S. 
I came from this more informal way of conducting yourself at work. I was used to be on first name basis with all my bosses back in Sweden. And not just how you interact, also how you have, how you dresses and how you all, the whole sphere of working environment is so much more informal in Sweden than the US. And I must say, it was really hard to go from the more informal and adjust to the more formal way when it comes to business here in the US. Point number two she talks about is taking a gap year or more is very normal after high school. Unlike in the US, if you plan to attend college in Sweden, it's extremely common to take some time off post-graduation. Many Swedes will take a minimum wage job for a year or so to save up money to travel before they head off to college. And this is very common in Sweden. I myself come from an older generation that it was common for people not even going to college. But I have brothers that are much younger than me and they all took time off before they decided what to do and traveled or did other things. And part of that can be, in my mind, that in Sweden, you don't pay for your college. So there is no extra depth that you put yourself in by going to college. And you can take more time because it doesn't, put you in this depth trap that often is the case in the U.S. So it's not that important that you get it done and start your career as it is over here. Her third point is something I have talked about before, and that is in Sweden, the sun is to be worshipped. Having cold, long and dark winters sparks a special relationship with Swedes and the sun, as soon as the first sign of spring hits, you will be sure, sure to see hibernation come to an end. It's not uncommon to see people standing against building walls soaking in the sun or at the beach taking a dip in the sea even when it's 60 degrees. And this is something that is very common in Sweden. And I would guess that... It depends on where you live in the U.S. I spent most of my time since I moved here up in New Jersey. And the climate there is more comparable to Sweden than where I live now in Florida. I can't see that Floridians would run out as soon as the sun pops up and just enjoy it the way Swedes. But I would guess the further north you come, the more you will appreciate those sunny days. And the next point is something I also have mentioned before. In the US, people leave their shoes on inside the home. This is something that never, ever happens in Sweden. 
I have yet to enter a Swedish home where taking off your shoes is not the norm. If you walk into someone's home with your shoes on without asking, it will definitely be frowned upon and understandably so. And then she talks about the weather condition and so forth. And this is true. And I know that many of my friends in Sweden even have like extra slippers inside the door that people can borrow when they come there if they don't want to go in the, around in their socks. But I still take off my shoes. I can see that homes are built very differently here. And you very seldom see the entryway here set up in the same way as in Sweden. In Sweden, you usually have a shoe shelf and a place to sit down as soon as you enter the front door so you can take your shoes off. That is not as common here. And then something we we have talked about on this podcast before. Alcohol isn't available 24-7 like in the U.S., This is a big difference, and I think this is something that's harder if you come from the U.S. to Sweden than the other way around to get you. We have the state-owned liquor store that is very regular, and she talks about Systembolaget, the government-run company. Don't wait until last minute to pick up a bottle of wine for the dinner you planned. Best case scenario, the store will be open between 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. on weekdays and 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturdays and closed on Sundays. And that is very true. And I have personally for many years worked at Sustainable. And it was strict. The door got locked at, back then it was 6 p.m., not 8 The door got locked and nobody else could come in after that. So that is a big difference compared to here. The next point she takes up made me giggle when I read this. Swedish people are very literal. And I'm actually going to read the whole text here. Americans often use superlatives and hyperbole when describing something, while Swedes tend to use language very literal. In my experience, Swedes typically only describe something as the best or excellent or outstanding if they actually mean it. My husband's family often pokes fun at me when I say things like, this is amazing or this is so good. I never noticed how often Americans use superlatives until I moved to Sweden. When a Swede says something is unbelievable, you know they truly mean it and they wouldn't use the word to describe something that's less than superior. And this is very true. We are not often exaggerating. We are very direct and the words we choose is the words that best describes how we feel about some. This can be both positive and negative. Next, she talks about in Sweden, it's never too cold to go outside. 
she describes that I have been out on several treks in the forest while it's been 12 degrees Fahrenheit outside. And let me tell you, coming from someone who absolutely hates being cold, this seemed like torture. But as the Swedes say, there is no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothes. So don't complain, bundle up and get out there. And this is something I grew up. Didn't matter if it were rain or shine or snowstorm. There was always the right type of clothing for being outside. And I really miss a lot of being out in nature. The next point we have talked about so many times, and I have to laugh, because she say they take coffee breaks seriously in Sweden. And as you all know, if you have followed me for a while, fika is important, but it's not about coffee breaks just. And she says, who doesn't love a good pastry in the middle of the day? Swedes don't just meet for coffee, they meet for fika, a time to meet up to enjoy some coffee or tea with a side of something sweet. And that's true, but that is not the true meaning of fika. And she says, many companies even have specific days of the week dedicated to bringing in fika for the entire office. On those days, it's tradition for workers to bring home-baked goods that are made from scratch. If everyone else in the office puts in the effort, you are expected to do the same. I don't know of a similar type of designated coffee break in American work culture. And if people are bringing in food, they're more more likely to buy snacks from the store. Home-baked goods are seen as a bonus. But this fika break that we have all types of work environment in Sweden. It's more about recharging and connecting with your colleagues. It's the coffee and the cinnamon buns are more of a plus while we're recharging. And then she talks about new parents in Sweden get way more parental leave. And I have talked about this In my episode, I think I called it Meet the Andersons, when I talked about the regular Swedish family, about the 480 paid parental leave days. And this is a huge difference between the two countries and something I will talk much more about in an upcoming episode where I do a comparison between Sweden and the U.S. when it comes to parental leave. Then she talks about workers in the U.S. have nowhere near the work-life balance they have in Sweden. And here she's talking about things like uh, what we call VAB, care of children when they are sick. We're talking, she's talking about minimum of 25 days of paid vacation. and things that are connected to a work-life balance. And I have talked about it describing Sweden, but this is another topic I would like to return to and do more of a comparison between the two countries. So this hopefully will give you an idea 
about my thoughts for this season of a Swedish fika. More of a comparison between Sweden and the US from my point of view, from research I will do, and hopefully from other people that I hope to be able to interview. So if you are interested in this, make sure that you subscribe in your to this podcast in your favorite podcast app. And come back when I will talk a little bit about the demographics compared in the two countries. So until next time, as we say in Sweden, hej då! You can keep up with everything from a Swedish fika on a swedishfika.com or on Facebook as a Swedish fika. And you can reach Pixelpia at pixelpia at a swedishfika.com. <laughs>